Welcome, everyone, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Leftover Pizza Podcast. Today, we're tackling Thanksgiving. Yes, I'm feeling thankful that you're listening to another episode of the <laughs> Leftover Pizza Podcast. After that Halloween season, I really figured that like three quarters of you would drop off because we're not talking spooky stuff anymore. Or are we? Speaking of spooky stuff, uh, we had so much fun talking Fox Halloween Bash for Halloween that we decided to kind of make our own little version of a television event with a Thanksgiving holiday spin. So in this episode, we're going to be talking two Thanksgiving specials as well as four random holiday commercials that would fit between each show. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we figured for the past few years, we've talked about things that we're thankful about and uh well i mean what else did we talk about just like our favorite thanksgiving memories yeah yeah we kept we, it pretty we, much the same there's only so many thanksgivings to draw on you know we had to branch out a little bit so we started talking we said what is the one universal experience that we all have on thanksgiving and that is we're sitting on the couch in a bit of a food coma, and letting uh, Mother TV nurture us back to full capacity to get our asses out and go Black Friday shopping. So we said, let's build an ideal little Thanksgiving uh, programming block, if you will, yeah, uh, that we can you know, pretend like we're watching it in our food comas. And maybe you all want to join along on the actual big day if you've got nothing else going on. So take this... As a bit of a a guideline, perhaps, of things that you could watch while you're stuffed with way too much cranberry sauce. Absolutely. Without anything further, I think I can take this one at the top. (laughs) Take it from the top. ABC Tomorrow, they wanted a Thanksgiving feast. Mm -hmm. What they got was an enormous feast! It's a... So the first special we're going to dive into comes from a little series that aired back on ABC in 1996 called Bone Chillers. Are you familiar with Bone Chillers, Derek? It's funny because I hear Bone Chillers mentioned quite a bit in our circles and by you, but uh, it's only ever in small, tiny, minuscule doses. Like I see a cover of a Bone Chillers book here. I see a random cover of a bone chillers vhs tape there on instagram uh i've never ever even as a kid sat down and watched anything from bone chillers because i think my general consensus is it's a goosebumps knockoff so if i'm going to go ahead and watch a goosebumps knockoff i might as well just go full force and watch goosebumps i'm not gonna say that bone chillers is underrated i'm gonna say that it's often overlooked and subjectively better in ways than Goosebumps is. They're live-action stuff, that is. Not necessarily the books, but the live-action. Mainly because it's it's meant to be humorous, and it, it, it just works a little bit better for them, I feel like, with the humor being involved and being purposefully funny. And Okay, listen. So here here's what I was going to say. I was saving this towards the end, but we'll just jump in up front. That was my understanding was that it's a goosebumps knockoff uh so why bother what's the point you know i mean famously there's always a knockoff of something more popular and some knockoffs have their merit and others just don't but most of the time 
it's a knockoff for a reason. It's, you know, there might be something here or there that's worthy of, you know, enjoying, but usually it's an inferior product. I'm here to say, after watching this Franken-Turkey episode, <laughs> I might be fully on board with Bone Chillers. Like, I've never particularly thought that Goosebumps is good. Right. It's campy. And but even as a kid, I knew I was like, oh, this is pretty bad. But like, it's enjoyably bad. You know, Bone Chillers knows exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they are going for laughs. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I was laughing like it's not like they're going for laughs and then they're falling flat. Bone Chillers is like genuinely stupid and it knows that it's stupid and it goes further and just pushes past it. I think like in Goosebumps, a common issue is that there's a lot of um, underacting, if you will. Like okay. they're not the kids aren't acting well enough. <laughs> this episode of Bone Chillers they're overacting yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's like in the best way possible. They're yeah. like, okay, act it out normally. Now crank that up times 10 and stick with it. Like, don't lose that energy. Those line readings need to be over the top. Everybody needs to be at like an 11 energy wise. And it works. It's so good. Oh yeah, it is. It's really good. Nothing at all about this is taken seriously. For instance, an episode called Franken Turkey about a turkey that was Frankenstein together and chases around students in a school. It's fucking bizarre. But uh, yeah, this this that's the episode that we're going to dive into right now. If you're not in the know, uh, the little synopsis here, four kids try to save a doomed Thanksgiving turkey by building a fake one. But when it gets struck by lightning, see everyone turn chicken. <laughs> ooh, I got chills. Right, right. I got, I got goosebumps here. Uh, ooh, yeah. ooh, goosebumps. It's a goofy here. one, man. <laughs> so uh, this episode starts out with Fitz making Thanksgiving decorations for school while watching a weird Frankenstein parody called Frankenstein's Brother-in-Law. And cool enough, this like fake show is hosted by uh, this like. Sven Gulli ripoff kind of thing. Thank you. This, yes. Uh, Igor Von Gulli. And it was so important to have him here, Igor Von Gulli, hosting mm -hmm. this absolutely ludicrous Frankenstein, this fake movie that this kid is watching. Yeah, totally. Because that's exactly what sucked me in. It was in the first <laughs> 30 seconds, and all of a sudden I see like this dancing Frankenstein, yeah. and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And then that fake movie cuts to a fake horror host, yeah. like you said, Igor Von Gulli. And I said, what now? <laughs> Hosted by who now? What? I, I knew as soon as that was on there, I was like, well, this is perfect. I think Derek's going to like this. Uh-huh. It hooked me. It, that was it. That's what drew me in. I said, hmm, all right. They they know their audience. A Sven Gulli reference here. Okay, you got me. And uh, I just it picked right on up from there. Just And by the way... I would love to see a full uncut version of Frankenstein's brother-in-law. I need like I need to know what that full movie is. We only get one stupid little scene. Just somebody flesh that out. I would love I would love it. I need it. I need to watch it. I need to have it. Need to have it. Release the uh Igor Von Gulli cut. <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, just real quick, I don't know a lot about Sven Gulli. So when I seen it, I was like, is that, is that Sven Gulli? Like, is that actually him? Because then I dove a little bit deeper and people were drawing the parallels and stuff. I was like, okay, it's not actually him, but like 
I liked it. It's convincing. It's really good. good. And you get it right away, like you said. Like, it's it's uh, a nice little nod, you know? Well, that's exactly it. You're not really sure about Sven Gulli, and even you got it. So it's like, that's yeah. that's great. They're just... Mm-hmm. They're showing their hand right right from the get-go, and they yeah. do that kind of throughout the whole episode, which They're, is appreciated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then it cuts to the scene where we finally meet Gobbles at school, this horribly puppeteered turkey who, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I get this like weird slappy and a stinkers vibe from him because he can like make noises and like agree or disagree with students, but he doesn't. he's not verbal. Yeah, so my note here, um, first of all, this turkey not unlike the turkey from thanks killing i'm just gonna say that like very it's it's pretty low quality you can tell it's like just straight up a hand puppet uh but my note i'm just reading it directly this is my first gut reaction it says gobbles is the worst puppet i've ever seen (laughs) and it's just screaming the whole time question mark oh yeah the whole time (laughs) it's 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 super bizarre and yeah it's definitely like the worst puppet ever i mean it doesn't get much worse than this one it doesn't but that's to its benefit again bone chillers everything here is very slapsticky yeah it's it's very goofy and they know it and they were like could we make a better looking turkey puppet probably should we no no (laughs) what's the point why yeah so anyways, the menacing principal Pussman, <laughs> what a great name, uh, explains to all the children, basically, we're going to kill the fuck out of Gobbles and you're going to eat them on Thanksgiving this Thursday. And kids start arguing that it's cruel. These people, uh, by the way, the kids that were arguing are now being tasked with fattening Gobbles before Thanksgiving. Yeah, I like... I don't know what kind of a school this is. Like, it's pretty fucked up. But I do have to say that I was just watching Sabrina and something similar, not exactly like this, but in Sabrina, something similar happened like this in an episode where it was like a principal overstepping their boundaries on what they should be doing and having kids do. And it's just like, it's weird that that was kind of a common theme back in shows uh, throughout the 90s where principals were just made out to be like villains, like actual horrible people. Like not just like, oh, they gave me detention. It's like, no, in the case of Bone Chillers, it's like this guy is ready to murder a turkey in front of his students, make them make it known that they're eating this specific turkey and take it a step even further than that. And it's the kid's responsibility to fatten up the turkey. Like, what? that's fucked up, man. <laughs> well, I'm wondering what the punishment was if they didn't. Are they going to put him in the chokey or what? You know, I actually just <laughs> yesterday went out to see that movie, Thanks Killing. The- oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Thanks Killing. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I've got Thanks Killing that's on sorry, the brain. Sorry. <laughs> and there's a scene towards the end of that movie that involves an oven. And I'm just saying, if you've already seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe that would be the kid's punishment. Maybe, you know, there's a little oven action for those who refuse to fatten up the turkey. You know? (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of ovens, um, the kids then consult their school lunch man, Carl, and they build this decoy turkey out of a frozen butterball turkey, turkey feathers, and random hardware. I think at one point they throw socks on it. I don't really know what the fuck's happening, but they hook it up to some jumper cables. They hit the switch. Electricity's coursing through this thing, and it does nothing. 
They come up with another idea to keep gobbles from being killed, and random lightning bolt strikes this garbage cans that they threw at the decoy turkey in, and the decoy comes to life. This decoy, man, uh, let's talk about this. This thing's actually terrifying. Yeah, it's it's messed up, but quickly, I do want to mention uh, the lunch man. He, the vibes I'm getting off of this guy, uh, very similar to, you know, like the goofy adult in charge from every Nickelodeon show back in the day, live action. So oh, yeah. he's basically like Ugg from Camp Anawana. The, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. I salute your shorts. Like, same vibe, same energy. And I just, again, want to say, speaking generally about the 90s, if there was always an evil principle, like evil, there was, like, always some weird, goofy adult who's in charge but, like, shouldn't be in charge. And I love that trope as well. So if I want to see two things come back from the 90s, it's that. Give me evil administrators and give me absolutely ridiculously inept... Uh, like groundskeepers, lunchmen, whatever you want to be, and they're like friends with the kids. All right, it's just brilliant. It's brilliant writing. I love it. It is, man. Yeah. So, uh, like I was saying, this this turkey is terrifying. Um, it's 1996. So if I'm watching it when it's airing, I'm seven years old at this point. This thing is like five or six feet tall. It's the size of an actual human being. You could tell there's actually a person in this costume running around. It's it's fucking scary. Like, I legit kind of couldn't believe what I was looking at when it pops up out of the, the trash can. It's got these, like, little beady green eyes. And it's really comical, though, like, watching this thing chase after people because it's just a person in a turkey costume. It's humongous. Like, way bigger than what Gobbles is made to look like. Yeah, I mean, he is nasty. And I might even say that uh, Franken-Turkey is a bit foul. It's a bit... <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> but I mean, that's pretty much the gist of the, the episode itself. Um, I do want to compliment the uh, the school, though. So this is Edgar Allan Poe High School, I believe it's called. It's kind of like a dungeon. It's like very Halloween-y and very Castle Dracula-esque. There's like cobwebs everywhere and like this big cobblestone brickwork on the walls and stuff. And Like what you're picturing is not at all what it looks like. You have to see it for yourself. Right, exactly. You know, and how I'm to understand it... Uh, this actually doesn't feel like a public high school of its day. Oh. No, it feels like a public high school of 20 years later. You know, the, the public high schools that we went to instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because funding was just absolutely fucked. Yeah. But it is, it's a goofy episode. It's the perfect between kind of episode when you're coming off of Halloween goodness and going into Thanksgiving. This is kind of the episode for you, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I, I definitely don't disagree with that. This is a good, like, birthday watch for me, November 10th. God bless, amen. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's, it's a good, you know, you're... 10, 15 days away from really thinking about or being in the Thanksgiving season. You're about 10 days out of the Halloween season. It's a, it's a nice in-between where you're, you're getting a little bit of holiday stuff, but you're getting a little bit of Halloween stuff. Nothing is being taken very seriously at all, which really helps. Yeah. It, that That's like the biggest selling point there. Um, but... You could definitely take this right up to Thanksgiving Day. I think this would mm. still be a fun, fine thing to watch after you've eaten a whole bunch of turkey. And uh, 
Well, maybe, yeah, definitely watch it after you've eaten turkey because, uh, you know, Franken turkey's a little gross. You might not want to think about his giblets while you're, you know, sucking down your dark meat. truck of heroic proportions Hesfire truck 2000 built for action cool flashing lights a real horn and siren and a giant ladder that goes up up and away 1899 at Hess stations energizer batteries included happy holidays from Hess Grimey's back and he's better than ever everybody you know the words finish it Grimey is back Grimey's back that's it that's, that's it that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, we just watched the Hess truck commercial from 2000. Grimy. I don't know about you. Probably not. You don't seem like the type. Uh, not to judge you. It seems awfully I, judgy. <laughs> were were, were you uh, were you were you into or getting Hess trucks on the reg back in the day? So uh, I'm not familiar with this at all, except for like the huge strands of uh, vintage Christmas commercials that you see on YouTube every so often. Um, yeah. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't care to have a, a Hess truck. Like these seem cool oh. enough. When I was a kid, I had um, a couple of trains and I had a couple of uh, semis that puffed a little smoke if you had the little solution to put in them and Ooh. stuff like that. Yeah, I I, I, I was down to clown. Ooh. I was. Um I'm under the impression that you had these, though. This is your thing? Yeah, it was my thing. And before I, I pop into it, I will just say I was trying to ease us in. You are trying to ease us away from the Halloween season with your pick of Franken turkey. Yeah. And I'm trying to ease us away from Thanksgiving and into the Christmas season because let's be real, man. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving really is it. Like, I mean, I know you, November 1st, you're, you've been Christmased out since that point. Oh, some of us, yeah. <laughs> some of us have been easing in a little bit more. I will say, you're probably going to be proud of me. I have basically all of my, uh, Christmas stuff up right now. Basically. I, I do see the tree. I do see the yeah, tree. Yeah. Well, it's unlit. I had to get new lights for it yesterday, but the big tree's not up. That's the only thing I'm, I've been holding off on is the big tree, but everything else we've been, parceling out and putting out just you know i felt a little pressure coming from you wanted to feel a little <laughs> included didn't want you to be mad at me so you know it's just logical man i mean like you said uh <laughs> thanksgiving's just the uh it's the christmas appetizer <laughs> Let's be real. that's true it is really the christmas appetizer and the hess truck commercials were always the um the scallop wrapped in uh, the bacon. in bacon. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Oh, like it's I'm like so the now. Rolls Royce. It is like of yeah. appetizers teasing you for the Christmas season because I don't know about you, but um, every year when we would watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, inevitably would be the first time that I'm seeing this year's Hess commercial, and. Uh, and the Hess commercials are very Christmassy. But for me, it always had that tie to Thanksgiving because, like, I would probably see the Hess truck commercials throughout the Christmas season. But it wasn't something that I cared about throughout the Christmas season because I knew I was getting the Hess truck. Hmm. So that's actually, like, that was my thing with my aunt. She actually lives upstairs from me right now. Every year since I was, I don't know, like two years old, she would go out and she would get me a Hess truck. And then it just became this tradition. So I had like 
10, 12 years of Hestrux before I finally was like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little too old for this. We can't be doing this anymore. Uh, for me, it was something I actually associated more with Thanksgiving because I would see the new commercial every year during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, wow. Do you still have them all or did you like slowly lose toys as kids usually do or got all of them? They're, still? they're at my parents' house right oh, now. Shit. In the, in my bedroom closet, uh, wow. my childhood bedroom closet. So they're all there. And I kind of don't know what to do with them at this point. Cause I don't think that they're like worth enough for me to like sell them off, but uh, like, no, probably not. And I like, don't like really want to get rid of them just because of like the, the nostalgia and like the memories time like that that was every christmas for the better part of my childhood well basically my entire childhood um but yeah i mean so for me hess is as important to christmas as it is to thanksgiving if that makes sense just because of the parade and the commercial and uh i don't know this this commercial from 2000 it's kind of funny. I didn't even want to pick this 2000 <laughs> commercial crime. <laughs> this wasn't the one I was going for. This is not the one. So why didn't you pick uh, the one you did want to go for? Okay, so well, I went with this one from 2000 uh, because it actually had the original audio from the yeah. commercial. I know. That's a lot to ask of a commercial that's been uploaded to YouTube <laughs> is that you keep the original audio. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's not a normal thing. Like Yeah. Well, so the one from 1998 is the one that I actually wanted to pick because that was the set that I thought was, like, the coolest when I was growing up. And that was the, the, the trucks and the toys that I played the most with because it came with the big truck, obviously. And then the back, the trailer would open up and there was actually a dune buggy and a uh, speed bike, like a, like oh, a shit, you know, like a, like a motorcyclist, but yeah. on a speed bike in the trailer that you could take out. So it came with two additional small toys. Oh, the old triple threat. Yeah. So you get three toys in one, which is great. Everything lights up. That. There's sounds. Um, but the thing about those little toys in the back, these were my favorite things growing up as a kid when we're talking car toys. Hmm. You know, there are certain vehicle toys that you get and you kind of like rev it up like three or four times. Like oh, you yeah, take it yeah. and you run it across the floor and, and run it across the floor and, and then you let it go and it's all wound up. It's got all this built up momentum and it just shoots and it goes. Yeah. These were those like the little oh, motorcyclists and the dune buggy were those. So, man. I would build ramps. I would go nuts over these things. I would just spend hours and hours and hours with that yeah. that yeah. set in particular. Car toys are fun. I mean, no matter what. But like you get something that has that little feature in it instantly like a better toy all around. Like you're always picking this over the other one. Oh, yeah. There's just so much more fun to be had with it when yeah. it basically drives itself. Totally. Um. So that's what I wanted to pick. <laughs> and uh, there isn't, as far as I can tell, a version of that commercial with the original audio out there, Lame. which is a real bummer. Yeah. So either way, I felt that I could still get the song in because that's the most important thing from a Hess truck commercial. Uh, I could talk about my favorite toy from 1998. So I've covered two out of the three major things that need to be mentioned here. And grimy, what my third biggest point is, Derek's going to bitch about the economy really <laughs> quickly. <laughs> Because that's what people come to leftover pizza for. 
<laughs> Obviously, yeah. I mean, if not for anything else, economics. Derek's, uh, Derek's yeah, economics. <laughs> so here's my big gripe. Okay, in 2000, you got a fire truck for the price of 18.99. All right. That doesn't sound inexpensive. Uh, I mean, because it's just a truck. You're like, you know, almost 20 bucks for a big truck. I don't know. But okay, let's give it the benefit of the doubt. Maybe, you know, that's a lot more money in 2000 than it is these days. Well, it's not. Okay. I ran a U.S. inflation calculator. (laughs) And if you were to buy that same truck with their pricing model today, 1899 is actually... $33.93 in 2023 dollars. So basically $34 for the truck. Why do I bring this up, Grimy? What is the soapbox I'm about to stand on? Man, it's it's way more. Way more. They're still offering a Hess truck this year, the 2023 police truck and cruiser. Okay, so that's taking a weird police swing here. I don't know what that has to do with the gasoline, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, this year's truck is $42.99 plus tax. So even with inflation, it's still almost $10 more expensive for this year's Hess truck than it would be if you bought the 2000s truck today. That's hilarious. Fucked up. It's fucked up is what it is. It's egregious. And that's why kids aren't into Hess these days. Okay. It's kind of funny that you brought up the cost because I did some digging on what they used to cost back in the day when they first started back in 1964. They were $1.39. Okay. The All first right, tanker wait a minute, truck. I still got my calculator up. You said 1964? <laughs> 1964. All right, so 1964. Wow, man. Buck, buck 39. We're getting gypped. Thir- one, uh, $13.80 would be today's, today's. But you know what? I will say those are probably low tech. All right, there's no lights. It's probably not multiple vehicles, but they're probably made of metal. So they're probably actually worth more money in that sense. $2,500 to be exact. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're selling for i guess oh mama give me a time machine and i will show up with a dollar 39 times 20 i'll hand him a crisp 20 and just buy as many as i possibly can uh, well set me up with 16 tanker trucks please <laughs> when you have a taste for the holidays you want a soft drink that tastes like the holidays You want the crisp, clean choice that's everyone's favorite icebreaker. 7-Up, the Uncola. Because you never know who might drop in. Stop by the Winter Wonderland for holiday savings on all 7-Up products. And make the season bright. All right, so that was the 7-Up Cool Spot Christmas commercial from 1992. Now, when I think about Christmas commercials, this is honestly like the first one I immediately think of. Anytime I'm talking Christmas commercials, this is it. Now, that's interesting. And I want to know why. Like, why for you? Because I've got, like, a theory of my own why I would think that this would be, like, a go-to Christmas commercial, like, for me personally. But I want to hear yours. So I was, like, three when this aired, 1992. Um, I always talk about this tape that I used to have in my family, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's heard the story. But this was one of the Christmas commercials that was on that tape. And it aired between a viewing of CBS's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from back in the day. 
So like oh. I we watched this tape at least a dozen times during the holiday season every single year up until, you know, we naturally just lost it or whatever it broke or whatever happened to it. Um yeah, this this is a commercial that I remember seeing between that for some reason. Okay. I, I like that. I, I, I I think I like that better than what mine would be. I need to hear the theory. But I my theory for me personally would be that uh seven up is such a grandparents soda. Dude it is. Okay. It is. The self-proclaimed uncola, as this commercial mentions. Yes. Um <laughs> and that makes a lot of sense because I don't think I ever really watched either of my grandparents drink a Coke or a Pepsi. <laughs> But they'd stock it at their house. Well, one grandparent, one set of grandparents would. The other that was just like ginger ale, 7-Up, raspberry ginger ale, like stuff like that. All the clear stuff, basically. Yeah, exactly. Or a root beer. They would have a root beer. They would seldom drink it, but they would be in the house, you know. Yeah. Uh, Your grandparents drank it all, perhaps? Like drink, drink? Yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit, one set, the other set, no, not really. Not so much? Not okay, well, that doesn't fit then, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of weird, right? Because, like, the set that might have, well, with that stocked Coca-Cola, my grandmother didn't really drink, my grandfather would have a beer every night, and then he switched to wine, because his heart doctor oh, yeah. said, keeps the blood thin, it's Dude, good for yeah. you. <laughs> this is good for you, keep drinking. <laughs> it, yeah, you know, that old, yeah. old-timey medicine. Absolutely. And then the other set, I don't... I don't know that I've ever seen them have a drink in my entire life. So, but they were the ones fully stocking up on things like Seven Up, ginger ale. You know, the actual like decent mixers <laughs> that would have oh, made yeah. decent mixers. Yeah. So they're maybe they're just drinking virgin drinks. Maybe that was their whole shtick. Right. Um, my parents never bought Seven Up, or or sometimes they'd buy like a Sprite or ginger ale. But like Seven Up was for me exclusively a grandparents soda. Okay. And again, for me, like I personally associate Christmas or the holidays very heavily with my grandparents, either set, because Mm -hmm. obviously they're doing a lot of the heavy lifting around the holidays. Usually you're going to their house or if you're not going to their house, they're coming to you. And most of the time, I don't know about your experience, but with mine, if they're coming to you, like, because your parents are making the ham or the turkey this year, they would bring little things like a bottle of 7-Up with them, you know, because, well, they need to make sure that they had a bottle of 7-Up to drink with their their meal, you know? So for me, I think that's where I was really going with it is I would be shocked if you didn't have at least a similar sort of association, holidays, 7-Up, because, man, dude, that's like a grandparent soda if there ever was one. I don't I mean I guess it doesn't really fit with what we were just talking about but for me I feel like for the longest time I actually felt like 7 Up was the Christmas soda because of this commercial. Mm. I mean it really does kind of pump it in your head that this is the uh you know it's the uncola and you want to have something that tastes like the holidays you want a soda that reminds you of the holidays blah 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 like this is that yeah, basically. I can, I can see that. And I love the idea of having a Christmas soda because they do it now to varying degrees with different flavors. But I feel like there's not one that's uh, the soda, you know? Right. Yeah. They all kind of have their own little spins and takes. I mean, Pepsi did some things and uh, they they had some Christmas cans and then Coca-Cola, obviously, Santa Claus and the Bears. And, yeah. I mean, they all have their own stab on it. But it's it, it's like it's nice – 
when people are like, this is it. This is your Christmas soda. Like, I I, I just love that concept. I love yeah. that idea. I'm not saying that there needs to be one and there can only be one, but I, we don't really get like pitches like this anymore. From no, company. not at like, all. I think because people don't drink soda in the same way that they used to right. when this was coming out where like soda was to be celebrated soda was like a oh, yeah. festive drink yeah it was know? a treat it wasn't something you could just regularly have all the time yeah it's just like exactly yeah, the kids could have some soda i guess it's christmas whatever yeah, so i love like little animated dots vying for the position of like this oh, should yeah. be on your table yeah. christmas mm-hmm. eve yeah I, I love the cool spots i really do um just in case you haven't watched the commercial before uh, in this one. You have the spots. They're chiseling and sawing uh, a block of ice and out pops this icy glass of 7-Up. It looks like the tastiest, absolute mm. coldest fucking glass of 7-Up I've ever seen. Like, I want to mm. grab that thing from the TV and just chug that thing down. But then they stick this red and white straw in it and then they, like, bend it over to make, like, this candy cane shape. And I was like... That's not going to work. This isn't any good. Like, why why are we doing this all of a sudden? But uh, soon after, the big man himself, Santa Claus, you see his hand, or, you know, we're assuming it's him, picks up the glass and takes it away. So I guess it's Santa approved. Santa approved. And I love that. I love a Santa endorsement. Yes. All right? We don't totally. get many these days, but I love to know what the big man's buying up, up north. Yeah. Especially now. He's got Amazon. You know, he can get anything to his doorstep like that. Like back in 1993, it was a lot harder for him to get a 7-Up, you know, back then. So Mm -hmm. it would be so much easier for him to give an endorsement now. He can try everything. Absolutely. And uh, just to go back to the spots really quick, I do love the spots and I'm starting to see why. Um, Upon researching these guys, I, I learned how much we have in common with them. Well, I, how much I have in common with them anyway. So according to Wiki, I, I might not be an anthropomorphic red dot, but we both like 7-Up and being cool, okay? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, well I, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like being go. warm. I like being cool, so. I don't know that that's what they mean by that, but, you know, you read it however you need to yeah, yeah. to get you through the rest of this segment. Continue. <laughs> then uh, uh, our our dislikes, objects larger than ourselves, caffeine, and humans. I they see the similarities. <laughs> they hate humans? They do. They don't like humans. Oh, I was just about to question why they were doing all that for Santa, all that work. But right. I guess he's technically an elf. Yeah, yeah. So. Santa's, Santa's allowed, I guess. But like every other commercial they're in, you see them kind of doing all their mischief. It's like the, the Andy and the toys kind of thing from Toy Story. Yeah. They can't be seen, you know. I just think that that makes them smart because they know that the first human to see <laughs> little red dots running around would absolutely kidnap them and put them in like a little bit of a flea circle situation you know how can i exploit these little guys who are just trying to make my afternoon better with an ice cold uncola oh shit look man there's there's some uh red dots we can paint half of them black and make them do checkers all by themselves (laughs) (laughs) that was my best bit i'm sorry guys it was pretty fucking lame She would if Santa out of town and Mr. Mountie was stopping by. Uh, uh, you gotta give the old a rug, you know? 
<laughs> yeah, I guess. it's a Rugen time, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Call Jared Leto his Morbin time. That shit's old news. It's a yeah, Rugen time. It's a Rugen time. <laughs> Listen, uh, obviously, for our second special, it's not really a special at all. We're just talking about an episode of Home Improvement. But it's a Thanksgiving episode of Home Improvement. Yeah. That skirts the line of being a light Christmas episode as well. Of course, I'm talking about Season 3's A Frozen Moment. It's Episode 10, so if those of you listening are looking to catch up and watch what we're watching this evening, head over to Hulu, go Break out your old DVD set, whatever you have to do. Yeah, stay away from Disney Plus, by the way. Fuck them. We do not endorse. We do not endorse anymore. Fuck them. And I'm about to say fuck Hulu because I know that they're merging Disney (laughs) and Hulu soon. Yeah. Man, I, you know, I've talked about finances on this show and economics, (laughs) and now we're talking about, uh, well, uh, an extension of that, uh, the streaming wars. And we're all losing, by the way. Yeah, nobody wins the streaming wars except Bob Iger and David Zaslev. While they're laughing on their fucking yachts out in the middle of the Atlantic on their illegal gambling boats, just trafficking drugs and they got monkeys battling on the bow of the (laughs) ship. I don't know what they do, but I know it's not good. I know it's cockfights. Well, probably not the one that you're thinking of either. You know, it's the the other kind. I was thinking of both. So, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, home improvement. Uh, we, there, everything uh, goes better if you just give it a little arug there, you know. That's true. You know, you can really break the ice. Yeah. You can really uncola a situation by just aruging. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to say though, before you start, uh, I always loved home improvements as a kid. I couldn't tell you jack shit about any of the specific episodes other than now that I just got to watch it again to research for this little thing here. But I really enjoyed watching this one. I I don't think I watched this back when I was a kid. Home Improvement is really an interesting show in the sense that, like, I love it every time I watch it, Mm -hmm. but I have to be in the mood to watch it. And like you're saying, I... I'm going to forget what I watched, like, (laughs) immediately. It's, like, it's pure popcorn entertainment. Like, you're just, like, I'm here for 20 minutes. I'm Mm -hmm. gone. I'm not thinking about that ever again until it inevitably pops back on my TV six months from now. Yeah, that's exactly it. This is, like, Home Improvements is, like, in-the-moment humor. Like, it's it's nothing Mm -hmm. you're going to take with you until you go to, you know, visit it again. And you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and case in point, I have seen this episode numerous times, especially over the last few years, because I've made it a point to go back and around the holidays, starting with Halloween, watch some Halloween episodes of Home Improvement, watch some Thanksgiving and Christmas episodes. And then I, I you know, here and there, I'll watch the miscellaneous episode. And uh, so I've actually seen this one numerous times in recent memory. And uh, I vaguely remembered what happened. You know, I mean, it's Thanksgiving. They invite Al over for Thanksgiving dinner. You know, they're going to take Tim's family is going to take a Christmas card photo. Um, I remembered that bit. But like, here's a bit I had completely forgotten about through this whole episode. And it's like the main gag throughout it. Tim decides on tool time that he's going to build the man's bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) It's Tim Allen. I mean, 
it's got that it's got that light 90s misogyny angle yeah i i I try uh, to steer away from misogynistic but like it totally (laughs) just has that written all over it yeah i mean the whole gag is that tim uh and al's not even involved tim just designs this whole bathroom it's Mm -hmm. what a man would want in a bathroom and i mean it's like got a lazy boy shitter you know that reclines it's got a uh a tv behind the mirror it's got um a fridge it's got a phone so he can order takeout from the bathroom yeah. it's like everything a man would want so he never has to leave and see his family again and it's mm-hmm. like it's ridiculous but it's like it's still kind of funny it is <laughs> you know, it is it's funny pretty good i i honestly kind of forgot how much this show has going for it like you're not just getting one show sometimes you're getting like two and sometimes three in an episode like you get whatever's happening on tool time in the beginning of each episode then you have whatever's happening in, in Tim's personal life. You get another little bit of tool time towards the end. And then you get fucking bloopers on top of that. Like, they just did not leave true. any stone unturned for this fucking show. That is true. And you know what? It's important that you brought up bloopers because recently um, our friend who we've actually had on a, two Christmases ago now because time flies, uh, Bobby from the afternoon oh, yeah. special. Yeah, we did the uh, Christmas special show with her. Yes. Uh, she was on Twitter the other day talking about um, Pixar and how Pixar movies yes. used to have bloopers mm-hmm. baked into them. Um, and that's just, uh, this is a mini rant, but that's a bygone era now, isn't it? It is, Like dude. bloopers. They don't do we that We used to shit eat no that shit up as a, as a nation and as a culture. Mm-hmm. And then in the 90s and early 2000s, and we just don't get bloopers anymore. It's no, sad, not at all. really. Dude, I look forward to all the bloopers. Like, I would watch just the fucking bloopers just looped if I had the chance. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, because they're genuinely pretty funny most yeah, of the time. You know, it's like, and it humanizes your actors. You're like, mm. oh, that's just a dude who showed up to work and was having having trouble that day. You know, I, I just, I love them. It's it's like a relic of a bygone era, and I miss them, and I really yeah. wish that they would come back in some way. So uh, in this episode, he's building this elaborate background set for his, the family Christmas photo, right? Yep. And, and it's supposed to be Santa's workshop, right? Santa's workshop, yeah. Okay. And I just wanted to say quickly, that's why I ended up picking this episode, because we're, we're doing this, you know, yeah. like I said, the Halloween to Thanksgiving, and this one is a Thanksgiving episode, but again, like the Hess truck commercial, it's easing us into easing the Christmas us. season. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, it's it's something that I experienced a lot when I was growing up as a kid, and I really kind of related to this episode because, um, you know, they're using the Thanksgiving holiday. Everybody's here. Everybody's dressed nice for the holiday anyways. My dad would take us out wherever we're going to go, out to oh, a gazebo yeah. over here, out into the front, wherever it's going to be in front of the Christmas tree that we just set up this weekend. Sit down. You got the dog with you. <laughs> we're taking the Christmas picture, you know? Oh, so it's yeah. like, yeah, this, like, I really related to it because Thanksgiving and a Christmas card that just, they go hand in hand. So mm. anyways, yes, Tim takes it upon himself that they're not just going to go to J.C. Penny and have their family portrait taken this year. He wants to do it. And he wants to build this elaborate, oh, man. beautiful, big is, old Santa set. It is wild. I mean, it is. Uh, an, it, he is an ambitious motherfucker for making this. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I have one complaint though. Um, 
this doesn't feel like Santa's workshop. <laughs> this feels like <laughs> like a gingerbread house from like Candyland. The, the the walls are all pink and like they're like Eastery colors almost. And then you have them in their uh, all red getup. Uh, what Tim's a, a Mountie, and I think Jill is like a. Mrs. Claus or whatever in the short skirt yeah, thing. and She's like a sexy Mrs. Claus. That yeah. I think he picked out that outfit, by yeah. the way. But that's what I was going to say. You know, Tim, he's creative in the sense that he, he has ambition to make it happen. Ambitious. I don't think he necessarily yeah. has great creative vision most <laughs> of the time. And to that point, uh, clearly he's ready to sell himself and his whole idea, his whole concept down the river. Because he doesn't do the thing that you'd expect him to do either dress up as Santa or dress up in an elf costume or something like that because they're all at the North Pole. He's got to be a Canadian Mountie. He's a Mountie. <laughs> yeah, man. Because he, he just wants to be. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. That's his whole deal breaker is that if he's doing this, the thing that he's begging to do, he's yeah. only doing it under the condition that he gets to be a Canadian Mountie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Yep. <laughs> and that's why Jill's wearing the short skirt because why else would she be wearing it other than if there was a Canadian Mountie out in the woods in, or in, up in the mountains and Santa Claus is away. So she's trying to entice him. That was his, his, uh, his reasoning. More right, misogyny. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I mean, listen, uh, I think we know quite a bit about uh, modern Tim Allen. Uh, yeah. Tan Dorsum, him. And uh, yeah. this is a little bit of an extension of modern Tim Allen, more yeah. or less. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Anyways, the thing that this episode makes me realize is how much I love Al Borland. That's, oh, that's really it. Yeah. He's, he's just he's like, class act. I think I more or less grew up to be a version of Al Borland because I'm certainly no Tim the Tool Man. Okay. Uh, if I'm <laughs> more aligned with anybody, if we're doing like some home improvement horoscope charts out there, my alignment is definitely more with Al Borland than it is yeah. with Tim or anybody else on the show. You're not, you're not just dragging your knuckles around on the ground, making caveman noises all day. <laughs> so well, I don't um, know about that grimy. <laughs> Maybe once I don't in a think while. so, Grammy. No. <laughs> so I was gonna say, uh, towards the end of the show, there's this last little tool time segment between Tim and Al, and I'm putting you on the spot right now. Using okay. Tim's method of thinking, being in the bathroom and being able to eat leisurely, because if you eat something that's gonna make you shit yourself, you're already on this toilet. Uh, what you eating, man? <laughs> <laughs> what is he eating, or what am I? What eating? are you eating? What are you ordering? You're gonna order some food. What What's uh the the thing that you regularly can't eat? But if you're sitting on the toilet and you're gonna shit yourself, like you can eat anything. What are you gonna get? Regularly can't eat. See, that's not really an issue for me. Not for you, no. But I guess I'm gonna have something extra beanie. You know, I mean, I like that's the standard response, isn't it? Because Taco Bell beans <laughs> making you fart, whatever. Yeah. You know, give me something just really ridiculously greasy, you know, yeah. like yeah, Taco Bell, I guess, could work. Or, uh, you know, what about like uh, just a bottle of canola oil? You know, maybe I'll just drink that. <laughs> just canola oil. You know, oil. just clean myself oil. out, really, yeah. you know. I, I think that's it. I would focus on a cleanse, okay? Because oh. I'm oh, never going see, to cleanse. That's taking it the that's right direction, smart. honestly. Because, yes. like, you can kind of delve into all those chocolate X-Lax bars and stuff. You can't eat that stuff. That's oh. forbidden candy. So now you yeah. have your chance. Just eat that and, gobbled and, uh, up. And wash it down with, um, what is it, milk of magnesia? Yeah, dude, yeah. Because I bet that stuff tastes really good. 
like lemony flavored, oh, but like least. it just cleans you out, mm-hmm. you know? I think that's what it's called. I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody else is going to write in and they're going to be like, you idiot. That's not what it is. It's this. It's a clear liquid. I'm going to go a step above with the candy bar and I'm going to make X-Lax s'mores. <gasps> oh, I love it. Oh, see? You, we thought we needed to go in like the generic Taco Bell direction, no. but no, I, I like this. We I found like the it. direction. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, I'm going to wash it down with the cup of tea that Lloyd pours Harry <laughs> in Dumb and Dumber. Oh, Harry, old buddy, old pal. <laughs> Care to join me for a spot of tea? Santa, I've uh, had another job offer. Oh, no. How can we change your mind? How about a raise? Hmm. Company sled? Everyone loves Long John Silver's mm. batter to fish. Now there's new popcorn fish. Tasty little bite-sized fillets with fries just $1.99. Maybe if you gave me your popcorn fish. Keep in touch, kid. And get a <laughs> holiday crystal for just 99 cents. That was the Long John Silver's popcorn fish commercial from 1994. <laughs> There's a there's a ton to say about this one. This is an underdog of the Christmas commercial world. Like it is so much that it took me fucking years to remember which one it was because I thought it was a Red Lobster commercial for the longest time. Oh well, that makes sense. You know, there's only two real big uh, fish fish chains out there, so you know, fifty fifty shot, flip a coin, and that that's kind of a testament to Long John Silver's as a whole. I feel like it's pretty forgettable, and actually around these parts. It's it's downright trashy to go eat there now for some reason. I'm going to be real with you. We didn't even have a Long John Silver. Really? <laughs> We've never had one. I recently came across my first ever Long John Silver's on a trip up to New Hampshire to go to a little store called Bull Moose that we visit oh, frequently. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I drove down the street and I said, is that a fucking Long John Silver's? I didn't even know that these were still around, that these were a thing. So yeah, I mean, I, they still exist, but. You're not really missing much. I have one here, and I think I've been to it three times in my entire life. Mainly, I don't go because it makes me sick. Oh, this could be the oh, thing. Oh, you could have eaten Long John Silver's <laughs> on, your, on, on your man bathroom. Oh, I should have known. <laughs> Shit. Your lazy throne. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, go back in time, and that's your <laughs> that's your answer. I'll still do the x lax s'mores, though. Okay. Know. Just a little uh, sharp poopery. yes sharpoopery so anyways this commercial is it's advertising the new popcorn fish which is basically similar to their already popularized fish fillets i'm not gonna lie they're pretty good like i do like them genuinely if they didn't hurt my stomach i might eat there more in this commercial there's an elf who basically he's handing his notice to santa and he tells santa you know i've got a different job opportunity and Santa's trying to change his mind, offers him a raise, a company sled. Neither of those things do. What's that little fucker want? He wants the damn popcorn fish. Like, he offered you a raise. Th- this popcorn fish is only $1.99. Just take the fucking, take the sleigh, man. You sent me this commercial and I watched it. And then we started dunking on this elf for being like, 
a scab, just like being anti-union, you know, going behind yeah. other elves' backs, all this shit. And then I got to that end because I hadn't even finished the commercial. It's only 30 seconds long before we started dunking on him. I finished the commercial and I got to that point where he actually doesn't want anything. He just wants the popcorn shrimp What's that fish? Santa's eating currently. And it's the North Pole. It's cold. You know that fish is like closer to cold than it is hot at this <laughs> point, right? So this dude is... is Jonesing for some cold fish turns down a raise, like you said, turns down the company's sleigh, all of these perks and benefits that he could have gotten for some fucking lukewarm fish. And I said to you, What did I do? I immediately sent you a clip from The Simpsons oh, yeah. where Homer yes. is looking under the couch. He's starving. He just wants a peanut and he finds a $20 bill and his brain goes, Hey, <laughs> no that's good it's good that you found money and he goes explain and he said money can be exchanged for goods and services yeah. and that's how i felt about this fucking commercial he offered you more money you could have bought so much more popcorn fish but no you just want what's in front of you right now he's, he's kind of a fucking nerd honestly like, I, he is a nerd dude, you know what? i'm jazzed up i'm jazzed up jazzed. i hate this guy <laughs> I'm jazzed. i hate this guy He's stupid. He's making dumb decisions. He shouldn't even have a position at the North Pole, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Do I want him in charge of my gifts that are coming my way? I don't think so. I can't trust him. He can't be trusted. Yep. He couldn't just be a simple fucking elf that maybe wanted to be a dentist. He just wanted (laughs) Santa's popcorn fish. Oh. Some have aspirations of college. Others just want to eat fried fish, you know? I mean, they're all individuals, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, real quick before we end this segment, I just wanted to know, since we're, you know, economical and all, uh, how, this was a dollar 99 back in 1994. What, what would that be today? A dollar 99. (laughs) Boy, aren't you lucky that I still have my U.S. inflation calculator (laughs) (laughs) pulled up. Okay. Now, this is the U.S. inflation calculator, okay? I don't know how this extends to inflation at the North Pole. But, so, this is an approximation, okay? Never claimed to be a financial expert. But, in the year of our Lord, 1994, if you were to buy it with 2023 dollars, that popcorn fish bucket will cost you $4.13. Okay. Effectively doubling in cost, Okay. I mean, when you when you really break it down, you're getting fries, you're getting popcorn fish, you're getting some kind of delicious looking sauce there. I'm still calling him out on his shit. Fuck this elf. <laughs> he deserves yeah, to be dumped on. Four dollars and thirteen cents. It's a meager amount. He could have bought ten meals over per week if he just Probably. took the raise. At Probably. least. All right, Grimey, you ready to get schmaltzy? Oh, man, I'm there. I'm schmaltzy already. I don't need to get schmaltzy. I'm here. (laughs) You ready to have your heart (laughs) warmed? My heart's been warmed. Has your heart been warmed? (laughs) Oh, man, you couldn't be more warm-hearted after watching this commercial. Uh, The world needs more commercials like this, if I'm being honest. That's true. It would solve a lot of issues, I Mm -hmm. think. Uh, Well, I mean, maybe not solving issues, but, you know, everybody would feel better for, like, 15 seconds. Yeah, and it's not often that we get a chance to really talk about something that's new, fresh, like here, right? Right now, I'm so happy you picked this. Like, we have to talk about this. 
Yeah, so I was, as I always am, browsing on Twitter the other day because let, I just want to throw a quick uh, note out there. If you want to talk and interact with me, I am on Twitter like <laughs> all day, 40 hours a week. So yeah. just catch me there, okay? Because uh, that's how I found out about this lovely, lovely commercial. It's the 2023 Coca-Cola Christmas commercial called The World Needs More Santas. Um, I wasn't really sure where I was going to go with my commercial picks for this episode. Uh, and I'm just so glad that this one came across my timeline because it's, it's like the best commercial to pick for this. Uh, I mean, we're obviously in this Thanksgiving marathon. We're at the very end of it. Okay. So we're ready to go full blown Christmas. Mm -hmm. And this is the perfect commercial to go full blown Christmas on. And like you said, not very often that we get to pick something recent and new and fresh. I Mm -hmm. mean, we usually don't dip out of the early 2000s. So to have something from this year, from two weeks ago, is it's amazing. But this is as classic as it gets. First off, I want to just compliment all of the great series of little moments they've captured here. Like they've just perfectly encapsulated everything about the holidays good. Um, there's like 12 different heartfelt little stories in this. It's like, um, I thought it was 30 second segment, but it's like a minute 48, you said? Minute 48. So it's not quite a short film. It's not quite a commercial. It's somewhere right in between where it's, uh, it's a YouTube video. You know, that's an old school YouTube video. It's, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's perfect. It's so well executed. I mean, to your point, there are stories both of the human variety and of the Santa variety. And there's a very clear line drawn yeah. when it changes over from Santa to human. So the first half is really front loaded with Santa stuff. And the second with like nice, uh, all I can think, like the only way to describe it, grimy, is like Campbell's soup commercial moments. Oh, dude, it is. Yeah, every single one of these. And I'm telling you, this, I said 12. I'm not even lying. Like there's probably even more. It's probably double that. Yeah, it is. I mean, and some of the stuff, like the more fun stuff mm-hmm. happens in the Santa half. I mean, yeah, it does. It's just, it's Santa. It's one Santa and he is everywhere. It's a mm-hmm. whole town full of him. And he's doing his laundry at the laundromat and being kind to himself. You know, yep. this Santa is giving this Santa his last Coke that he gets out of the vending machine. My personal favorite. Can you guess? Can you spot which one it is? Yeah, it's Santa Hawk. Santa Hawk. That's yeah. right. He's fucking, fucking shredding. Two Santas just absolutely shredding, just ripping pavement. All right. Yeah. Just right grinding. This little strewn alleyway. It's all like coated with snow and they're just fucking coated grinding down some. It's just so good, man. Oh, so good. I <laughs> love a skateboarding Santa. And I'm going to take this opportunity to just give you a tiny bit of an aside, Grimy. You oh, know nice. what I was really disappointed to find? Because uh, this is what piqued my interest is I actually saw Skateboarding Santa and I said, okay, I got to watch this thing. What is Skateboarding Santa? And, you know, it's only a split second, but I love this idea of Santa skateboarding. Oh, yeah. And so I said, which Tony Hawk game has Santa as an unlockable character? And you I know what? Like I've seen that before. Is that a real thing? To my shock and surprise, it does not exist. It don't? Man, Santa I really was feel like never I've seen this before, but I not. know. 
I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, he's got to be an unlockable character in one of those mm. games. I sat on the Tony Hawk wiki page, like the Tony Hawk Pro Skater wiki page, and I clicked through every single game. They have sections for the stories, the levels, and then it says all characters. And so each game I went through and I clicked all characters, went through the entire list of each game, and Santa was not on any Bomber. single one of them. Uh. I think the closest thing that I can think of that's anywhere near the same concept, and it's it's really not at all. Um, it's a little game called Aggressive Inline, where it's like rollerblading. Oh, yeah. um, I think there's an unlockable elf character. I don't remember if that's true or not, hmm. but I, I I think there's like a Christmassy one. But that's that's the only thing I could think of right off the top of my head. Wow. Aggressive Inline, that's one of those games that uh, I think everybody expected it to take off more than it actually did. Right? It was I remember, pretty good, but dude, nobody liked it. I remember it. my friend who lived down the street. He was older than me, but he got a PS2 when it actually came out. And that yes. was like the first game yes. that he got. Same, and dude. I remember sitting on my swing set and I was like, you got to tell me all about Aggressive Inline. I need <laughs> to know about this. I had like no interest in inline skating before or since but yeah. in that like one week span when his ps2 is <laughs> brand new i said damn this is the coolest thing this that anybody's great. ever yeah. owned played made i love it oh yeah dude <laughs> anyways yeah we we've uh we've kind of traveled a little further away than we wanted to there but um you know us you know our feelings on the coca-cola santa claus this yep this person portraying him this is the coca-cola santa claus uh to it really is really it's, it's amazing captured it the, the the casting here, it's literally like, you know, the Norman Rockwell paintings that they use for him. It's like come to life, like yeah. literally. I know mm-hmm. people say that a lot and they say it like sort of loosey-goosey. I mean that when I say it. Like this really looks like a Norman Rockwell painting it come does. to life. The whole yep. commercial. Mm-hmm. And it, it just fucking oozes Christmas. And I, I'm glad I'm not the only one as I was going through all these little comments uh, on YouTube, I was like, what the fuck? Am I crying right now? Am I actually getting teary eyed right now? <laughs> Thousands of comments all saying the same thing. I was like, you know what? They got something with this one. And then the ending. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. So nice. Yes. I mean, a nice familial moment at the end where mm-hmm. clearly a son who may have been estranged, he might have just been, you know, off on his own for a while and hadn't seen his family. You know, he puts on the Santa hat. He has the Santa spirit. That's the whole thing. It's like yes. we need we all need to be more like Santa, you know. Yep. Uh, and so he does and he puts it on and you can tell this like wave uh, of relief just washes over both him and his mom, presumably, who answers the door and like whatever happened in the past, all is forgiven and all is well. And it's like, OK, let's let's move past yeah. whatever it was. And uh, they cap that off with out front of their apartment it was the coca-cola 18 wheeler yes and once that happens that nice moment happens the the truck turns on all the lights that beautiful christmas coca-cola truck and santa puts his elbow out the window that's all you see like santa made it happen and he drives off into the snowy distance it's so good it is man yeah i I love that nice little throwback uh and i love that the commercial's a common theme is just to have like Santa's arm or like his hand. Like you could tell it's him well enough, yeah. but yeah, it's good. 
Man, you just described that ending, and I have literal fucking chills <laughs> going up my arm and my back. Like, if you haven't seen this commercial, we're not just bullshitting you. You have to see it right now. It's so good. Yeah, this is one of those moments where I wish that this was a video podcast, because yeah. then you could have seen, like, I was describing it, and I really thought he was going to cry. Dude, I could have. I'm not even... <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, he loves this. Dude, yeah. it's, no, it's, I love it's it too. Good. It's it's great, but yeah, it it is. Uh, and I think I had mentioned this to you while we were texting about it. I was like, you know, I haven't watched it because I don't really have any desire to watch it, regardless of how much I love the Santa Claus movie, mm-hmm. uh, the movies. Oh yeah. Um, but the series that they came out with on Disney Plus. Fuck Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Santa Clauses. Uh, from what I saw in the the trailers for it, it felt like it wasn't really capturing enough of like that right. Christmas mood and spirit like that I probably would want from something like that. I'm telling you, and you agreed, this commercial has that energy and that aesthetic and that spirit that I would want in a full series like the Santa Clauses. So whoever pulled this commercial together, whoever wrote it, directed it, did all the photography, all of it, just can you please like yeah, give me a full yeah, do something. even just a special. I don't even need like a full movie, just like a special, like 20 yep. minutes. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, they certainly captured such a great vibe with this one. I don't know how they did it. I really don't. It's just pure crystallized Christmas goodness all in one little bundle. And it's the perfect one to end this on. Like, really, we couldn't have done it any other way. The holidays are here, man. Buckle up. (laughs) It's it's amazing what we just did here tonight. I think it's very special. We we jumped from... Halloween light, Thanksgiving, <laughs> to Christmas, and you're crying at the end of yeah, the Christmas episode. Yeah, we hit we hit wow. all the notes, man. That's it. The show's over. This is our That's final it. episode. Uh, <laughs> not gonna have anything else again. No. We're never gonna top what we just did tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's about all the time we have for now. Uh, this, this was really a very exciting episode, a lot more fun than I anticipated it being. I'm always here to talk about holiday stuff. And uh, speaking of holiday stuff, we hope that you're here and joining us for the holiday and you're not just jumping out of the holiday car right this second because we got a lot of cool stuff planned for you. We just uh, You'll just have to sit and wait and listen. Wait and... Listen, yeah, exactly. Just what he said. And I don't want you, Grimy, cutting around that awkward pause there. This is real, okay? That's that's what Christmas is all about, you know? That's what Thanksgiving is all about. Awkward pauses and uh, fights with your family uh, and crying at the end of the episode because uh, you just watched the most beautiful Santa uh, commercial that you've ever seen in your life, okay? Absolutely. This is real. This is real life, okay? Not like some of these other shows out there over-engineered, overproduced. We're giving it to you. Yeah, this is raw. Dark meat style. <laughs> dark meat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's dark, dark I, I like style. the dark meat. I, I don't like Slurping down that dark meat. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, anyways, I'm thankful that you showed up to do this show with me and that I showed up to do the show with you. Uh, and I'm thankful also that people have made it this far into the episode. <laughs>
Absolutely. And I am thankful that uh, you are here to begin with. We appreciate it very much. And that's the true meaning of Thanksgiving. Once again, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, And if you dig what you just heard, make sure you check us out on all of our social media platforms. Yep. You can check us out over on Instagram at Leftover Pizza Podcast. And it's going to be the same username over on uh, Instagram's Twitter competitor, Threads. Are we still using that? I think we might be. I don't know. (laughs) In case you are on Twitter, we are there too at LFTOVR Pizza Club. And Leftover Pizza is on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. And while you're there liking our Facebook page so you can stay up to date on all the wonderful photos that we post, you can also join our little community, the Leftover Pizza Club. It's a Facebook group. There's a lot of people up there chatting all the time. Talking about uh, eggnogs and which is superior. Grimy is very vocal about the SoCo. Uh, so if you oppose that or agree with him, consider joining the group and uh, championing his choice of the season. Absolutely. And if that wasn't enough, check out our website, leftoverpizzaclub.com. We actually have our holiday journal going on there right now. There's probably a good chance that I'm going to be talking about eggnog up there too. So why don't you pop over there and check it out? Yeah, definitely worth reading. And... If you really, really like us, and I mean you really like us, you might want to check us out over on Patreon. Three bucks a month gets you access to our Patreon-exclusive monthly bonus show, and those are usually just as long as our full free episode every month. So there's a whole backlog, about a year's worth at this point, worth listening to, and uh, there's even some exclusive articles up there. I'm not promising that we're going to keep up with them because we're busy boys, but there are old ones and yeah there might be a new one here or there and lastly wherever you're listening to us however you're listening to us it's a season of given be sure to subscribe rate and review all that stuff helps a great deal and we appreciate it very very much very much and once again thank you every last one of you we appreciate you and we are thankful for you the million Elvis fans can't be wrong Turkey lurkey do and turkey lurkey dap. I eat that turkey, then I take a nap. <laughs> Thanksgiving <laughs> is a special night. Jimmy Walker used to say, Dino my That's right. Turkey with gravy and cranberry. Can't believe the Mets traded Daryl Strawberry. Turkey for 